All right. Well, welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. I think I'm here with two people, Mark Liotti and Mark Vigliotti, and he's joining us from Connecticut. Um, Mark is a friend of a friend of mine here in Del Mar, California, Michael McCafferty, and that's how we came across one another. And I wanted to give a shout out to Mr. McCafferty because he's the one that said, hey, Greg, you need to meet Mark Liotti. Mark Vigliotti. <laughs> uh, good morning to you. Good day to you. I know here it's early in uh, San Diego, but uh, for you, not so. Uh, how are things going today? All right. It's a beautiful day here in Ridgefield, Connecticut, uh, about a mile from the New York state line. And uh, I, I, I can't quite call myself a Connecticut Yankee. And uh, Still, still, still maintaining that New York presence. So, uh, but happy to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. Well, we're it's a pleasure to have you, Mark. And I think the important part for our listeners is that um, you are an adventurer. He does a podcast show called All Across America, and um, I'm going to tell the listeners a little bit about you. He's a pretty fascinating guy. And I told him before we came on here, if our, if our listeners learn about his show, but at the same time, learn about what it's like to kind of be a little bit more curious in life. I think that's an important element of personal growth. It's probably one of the first because curiosity then leads to a passion um, which then leads to a purpose, which then leads to goals, um, which then leads to something happening positively. Um, and I think focus is always a challenge for people that are curious because we like to do a lot of different things, right, <laughs> Mark? <laughs> so so the focus part is the key and the curiosity is to find something you're really passionate about. And I think Mark is very passionate. He's a fundraiser over the last 15 years, uh, visited one-on-one -on -one with philanthropists across the country with regular visits to California, Florida, New York, Texas. He's met with everyone from Academy Award winners uh, to cat ladies. Um, he calls it all wonderful people. The cat ladies were more generous, he said. Uh, he was uh, the face of Rutgers University on the West Coast and held similar roles with the National Environmental and Humanitarian Groups. Um, yes. We'll get into that. Mark is a West Point dropout. That's good. He's proud <laughs> of that, actually. And a state and a state school grad. He's hiked the 2,190 miles of the Appalachian Trail and restored the house that he's living in right now, 1750s homestead where he lives with his family. He's lived in the Deep South, Appalachian, Pacific Northwest, New York, and New England. So you can see he's gotten around during his uh, short lifespan so far. Right, right. I'll, 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 I'll make one interjection, Greg, for my folks uh, listening, uh, your listeners in Appalachia. It is properly pronounced Appalachia. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's always well, a great debate, but I was from, a uh, for for our green necks here in California, we'd probably <laughs> say Appalachia. However, we probably mispronounce it, but I'm glad that you corrected me. <laughs> he, he constantly seeks opportunities to learn from people with expertise, backgrounds, opinions from different different from his own, which his Across America show does that. Uh, he works as a fundraiser. Uh, with his radio DJ background in a conversational flow from uh, forgotten and family corners of the country. Well, he is a very, very 
uh, interesting man, to say the least. And, you know, Mark, tell us, I think, you know, when you do a Charles Kuralt kind of show, which is, I'm just going to use his name. Uh, I think if you had a motor home and you could literally go across the United States or an old pickup truck, you'd probably do that. That's right. Um, what was the inspiration behind All Across America? And how did you get started with this podcast show? Okay. Well, um, you, you mentioned my my career as a fundraiser, and I've worked as a you know what's called a, a frontline or a face to face fundraiser for for almost twenty years, and um, it's a wonderful, wonderful occupation that I'm glad not too many people know about uh, because there, there'd be people clamoring to do the work that I do. Um, and a lot of people think of fundraising as I don't know a bake sale or an auction or events or I, I don't know getting a, a telemarketing phone call from from your college, but you know, the work that I do is meeting, as you mentioned, Greg, one-on-one with folks all across the country. Um, and I've literally met with donors from San Diego to, to Miami, um, from Boston to, to, to San Francisco and had a chance to sit down with people, um, and really hear about their, their lives. Um, and, you know, these are wonderful folks who are charitable, um, who, uh, support causes that are dear to them, whether that's, um, uh, scholarships for first-generation college students or giving to support the environment or, you know, humanitarian causes a- across the world. Um, and the pandemic hit, and I didn't get a chance to do that as much. And I've always, always enjoyed just meeting people and having that sense of curiosity. And I don't quite know where it comes from, <laughs> but um, I, I miss that. And um it also brings me to to something called, I don't know if you're familiar with the centenarian clusters, mm-hmm. um, which are folks who have lived over a hundred years. And there's a few of them, one closer to you in Loma Linda, California, um, Seventh-day Adventist group, uh, Okinawa, Japan, and then Sardinia, Italy. And I spent a lot of time in Sardinia, Italy. It's the second largest island um, in the Mediterranean uh, outside of uh, Sicily. Um, it's funny you say that because... Uh... Dan Butner was just on here, the guy that writes exactly. the blue zones. Exactly. And he, he was on a few months ago. Exactly. Um, and you know that lady in uh, Redlands, well actually it's 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 where the seven day Adventists are. I think she's yeah. 108 now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And 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 yes, Dan Butner, you know, that's that's his research and it's you know longitudinal research over decades. Um and you know, there have been empirical studies and mixed messages, let's say, around wine consumption. And years ago, it said, oh, a couple glasses of wine is, a day is good for you. And, you know, recently, some of that studies have shown that it doesn't have any effect. But in looking at these centenarian clusters, it's almost reverse engineering what a healthy, what somebody should do to live long. Um, and one of the things that the centenarian clusters have is a sense of community. So they're close to their family and they're close to their friends. Um, and on Okinawa, there's a concept of call, called the, the Moawis, which is having a group of five friends who commit to each other for life. And, you know, maintaining those friendships and those family ties are just so important to me. And quite frankly, it's a lot more fun than eating lots of beans and leafy greens. So, <laughs> so, so, so that was kind of the impetus behind the show was just the, the, that, that well, drive. so you're saying your fundraising uh, because of the pandemic 
you weren't able to meet with these people in person. So you started doing the podcast show. I think that's a wonderful impetus to actually start something like this, to be honest with you. Thank you. And, you know, I've done a lot of fundraising myself. I've worked for many different charities over the years as, and they always put me in the fundraising role. Oh, we're doing this campaign. We got to raise $2 million to build this building. And I was the guy that always seemed to be in charge of that. Um, And you do meet a lot of interesting people and you have a lot of interesting discussions. Your podcast covers a wide range of topics, uh, you know, and related to American culture and history and um, unusual people. Um, You just made a comment about a guy in Dollywood um, that has been performing what, twice a night or something? For yeah, yes, six, six nights a week, um, yeah, in, in Dollywood and in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. So Yeah, uh, so how do you decide on what topics to explore and share with the audience? Is it is it really just, you know, you get a hunch and you go search something down and you find somebody and you, you, you put them on the show? Pretty much, you know, I mean, all of the things that, all of the folks that I've had, on the show, I have some interest, whether it's, you know, direct or tangentially. Um, you know, I, I, when I was 13 years old, I learned how to juggle and, you know, I happened to cross Niels and, uh, Niels Dunker, who is, uh, as I mentioned, eight time Guinness world record juggler and, and had him on the show. And, um, uh, prior to that, I had a, a luxury matchmaker in Minneapolis and, um, prior to that, I had uh, a, a bison rancher in outside of Bozeman, Montana, that has um, a herd of 170 bison, and that happened to be a personal friend of mine that I had worked with in in uh, a previous previous job. But you know, he's got a great story, and it's it's. Uh, I think the interesting thing is, though, Mark, um, everybody has a story, right? We all do, they and do. we've all got a history. And we've all got unique ways in which we fell upon kind of what we are doing or did or are doing or are going to do. Um, what is it that that intrigues you as an individual to profile these different stories in America? It's all across America, right? You didn't say all across Europe. You didn't go. <laughs> you didn't go anywhere else. You pretty much stayed right here. Yes. Um, and and I think that. You know, when you when you look at what you're doing, I mentioned Charles Kuralt. I mean, that's, that's kind of what he used to do for CBS, right? Was oh yeah, across the country in a in a motorhome and find unusual stories, right? Yeah. The, um, the car that runs on the corn cobs, the canoe maker, you know, the K- Kentucky. But they're all human interest stories, and I think exactly. that's the most important thing. And it's about this American culture. It's at the deep root underneath. There's this underlying culture that every one of these kind of communities has where you find somebody like that, where, you know, it's, it's happened. Um, What is it, the the unique aspects of the culture that you wanted to make the world aware of by interviewing these kind of people? Yeah. You know, it's, it's such a, a huge country in terms of population, 330 million and, you know, fourth largest country in the world by, by size, but also it's the geography and, you know, in traveling throughout Europe, people would, you know, make fun of Americans that only, you know, a small percentage of us had passports. And I would say to folks, you're right, but 
people need to understand the vastness of the United States, you know, even the vastness of New York State. And people think New York State is only New York City, whereas it's a it's a huge state that can take eight hours to go from one side of the other. And and with that vast country and that uh, hundreds of years of history and millions, hundreds of millions of people, there are so many different subcultures and there's just so much to learn and to know about. And, you know, it's that soft power that that, you know, it's spoken of in, in diplomatic terms that um, we have in the United States, whether that's basketball, whether that's, you know, music, popular culture. Um, and there's just so much to explore. It's it's endless. It's boundless. And well, out of the podcast you've done, Mark, which is the one that you would find most intriguing, interesting and was a compelling story? Um, you know, it, that, that's a tough, I hate to make you choose one, but, but I think we probably don't have time for a bunch of them, but I think it gives our listeners a little idea of the in-depth nature nature in which you go, uh, when you do the podcast. Um, but was there anybody that stood out to you that was like, wow, this is really cool. I think Susie Allport was my, uh, I think the third person I interviewed and um, Susie Allport wrote uh, Sermons in Stone, the stone walls of New York and New England. And, you know, I live on an old um, farmstead and there are a lot of stone walls and I spent a lot of the pandemic um, doing a 3D puzzle, which is putting together rock walls. Um, So, you know, I met with her and she was the first person that I did um, in person. So I have, you know, a whole interview kit and sat down and recorded it live at her kitchen table. Um, but not only was she an expert in still giving talks to this day on stone walls, uh, but she's also written about omega threes, um, and the health benefits of omega threes. And, um, they're completely divergent subjects. That's for certain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I said to her at the start of the interview, I said, you know, it sounds like you write about what interests you. And, yeah. and, and that was exactly it. And for me, it's, you know, we had half of a conversation on stone walls and the other half of our conversation was on omega threes. And that's, that is pretty interesting. <laughs> and that's actually quite cool because I think yeah. that just shows the nature at which you, you don't know how people actually get where they are until you ask them the question yes. about that. And then they tell you this story about how she got involved with studying omega-3s and the interest in omega-3s and what it did for you and so on. And I think that's, again, around curiosity. When you look at all these people are highly curious about a lot of different things. And with so many different perspectives and experiences shared on your podcast, because there really is uh, a rancher that you were just that you were just talking about. and you don't do them all in person. You don't have the opportunity to do that. You've got to probably do most of them via recording. Yes. Um, have you noticed any common themes or connections between them? So what what would you say might be a, a, a common theme that runs amongst these people that you've interviewed? Now, I know I've done 1,100, almost 1,100 interviews now, pretty close. That's pioneer. a lot of interviews, right? Podcasting pioneer. And but the but the point is is if somebody asked me that question, 
I would probably say, and I don't want to, I don't want to sway your answer. Okay. But when you, after you answer, I'm going to answer. Okay. All right. I thought you'd go first. <laughs> I, I would, you know, it's about the passion that people have. And, you know, for me, I was a radio DJ and that brought that background in the melding of, you know, the relationships and, and being a radio DJ and, and meeting with donors one-on-one. Um, but it's about just understanding. And, and so for me, you know, if you're a carpenter, you have to be interested in wood. You, you know, if you're, a, if you're a, a car mechanic, hopefully you like cars. Um, and, and it's just great hearing these folks and their passion for what they do. And, um, you know, the sometimes single-minded focus, Niels Dunker, uh, performed six nights a week in Dollywood on stage, wrote a book about a juggler. And is now attempting a Guinness Book of World Records um, 14 rings. And when you have to throw these things so high in the air, I learned that there are very few uh, indoor buildings that can accommodate, uh, you know, wow. world record holding. And so, I mean, I was so excited to hear about how how enthralled he was about the the subject of 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 juggling, and it wasn't just a job. Mm-hmm. Well, so you. So you answered the question, and I'll answer the question after all of these interviews that I've done. This show started with people who had a passion for a topic enough that they would write a book. Right. Yeah. Uh, 98, 99% of the people that come on are authors, right? Right. Um, And I have branched out a little bit lately with that kind of theme that I've got. Right. And I also narrowed it down when you talk about focus to spirituality, personal growth, uh, business, and wellness. And people would say, oh, that's kind of a weird genres that you've kind of blended. And here's what I found out. If you looked at every one of those genres, and that was all by accident, Mark, right. in each one of those, like the lady with the, with the omega-3s. That was a thing around her wellness. You talked about that five minutes ago when you talked about the 108-year-old woman with the seven-day Adventists up in, I call it Redlands area, but it's it's close. Um, That's a wellness thing. We talked about Dan Buettner. That's a wellness thing. Exactly. Other people had the passion around business, but then, as you know, as a professional fundraiser, I'm getting to the answer here, those people were beyond the business to do something good for the world. So those kind of people, and almost, I'm going to say 60 to 70% of the people that I interview, they want to take the money they've earned and do good with it. They, they want to put it out and work like me. I have a nonprofit. You work for a nonprofit. I'm trying to help the homeless as much as I can. And the Ukrainian refugees from everybody that makes a donation. But the point is, is it's like, okay, what else is there? What's the bigger purpose here? So what I found out about people that write a book is that they've got a passion about one or two or three different things. They want the world to know about it. So they're writing the book. The book, as most books are, they're door openers for people. I mean, there's only a small percentage of books that ever hit the top selling oh, list, right? Yes. So when you write a book, you have to say, well, 
what are my odds of, you know, being Harry Potter, Uh, (laughs) you know, pretty kind of slim to nil. But on the other hand, it's a great way to hand it to somebody as a kind of a calling card and say, hey, you know, here, here's how I get, I, we can talk about the things that I'm passionate about. So the answer to the question is, I found that everybody that in those genres, spirituality in particular, they really had this unique interest in wanting to tell the world, like this one. This is a book I just bought. I don't have to buy very many of them, but this is Larry Dossie, One Mind, okay. right? And this is an old book, but it's how our individual mind is part of a greater consciousness and why it matters. And this is an MD writing. And these are the kind of people that I'm really enthralled with because these people have gone through medical school and now they've gone beyond science, right? They're looking to spirituality, right? right. So, it, and there's so many of them now. They're, they're, they're like crawling out of the woodworks wanting to be on the show, right? So it's very cool. I, I love it. Um, so my hopefully I answered the question for you and for the listeners. I'm intrigued by people who have a focus, who want to get their message out and are very passionate about it. And that's how they get on the podcast. Now, um, how much have you traveled to actually get to some of these guests? And I know you said you took your kit and went out and met with this lady in her kitchen and did the podcast. Do you do much of that or is this really mostly? And if you do, what makes it different for you to actually sit face to face versus me, which is, I got to admit, 90% of the people that are on the show, I never meet them face to face first. Yeah. I, I don't have that opportunity. You know, it's been mostly in the, you know, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. I've met with folks face to face just because it's easier to travel. And yeah, ideally one day when I retire, I'll, you know, get that uh, RV and, you know, travel to the the forgotten corners of the country. But, you know, until then, I kind of keep it local. And uh, but it's kind of cool to show up to somebody's doorstep and, you know, you've got everything you need in a little backpack and, uh, you know, you set it up and, you I think folks have become. And are very, you doing those just audio? Uh, yes, usually those I do audio. I, okay. I, I can do video with you know setting up an iPhone. Sure, but you I, could I'm generally you, done. You don't with, d- with audio. Well, you know, for people out there that want to start a podcast show, um, I know you're just now starting your journey. I, I'd say starting it in the sense that, you know, if I look at the numbers of podcasts, uh, quantity is not always quality. But I say people really think that the quality of inside personal growth is there. So I keep doing it. Um, What is it about you, this podcasting in your estimation, uh, that you would tell other people that are maybe on the cusp of wanting to do podcasts? Because it is. It isn't, um, you know, nobody's asked me this question, but the point is I'm getting it from somebody who's relatively new at it right? and understands that it isn't as easy as it looks. No. no. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, with, with, any, with any hobby or pursuit, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. And you've just got to, if it's something that you want to do, get it started. Um, get into it and don't spend too much money at first. And I think a lot of people get into 
you know, they pursue something, some sort of passion, they buy all the fancy equipment and they spend all their time researching and buying equipment and it, it, it may fizzle out or they may decide that it's not, that's not the direction that they were going to take it. And, and they, they go in a, in a slightly different direction and need, you know, a different set of equipment. Um, for me, I did everything myself. I designed the website. I played the theme music on slide guitar and recorded it. Um, you know, the logo I created myself. And so if, if you can get some outside help, um, you know, do that. Um, but if it's something and you've got a topic that you feel that people would be interested in, in hearing about, pursue it. Um, but it's not, as you know, in terms of, you know, conversational approach and, and meeting with people, I think that's one of the harder parts. And, you know, there are a lot of different styles of podcasts. Some are just, you know, two people, you know, talking to each other, making jokes. Others are are more like yours, which is in mine, which are more interview and conversational uh, approaches um, to, to folks we find of interest. But um, get a better estimation of uh, who you are as a person. And, you know, do you have that quality of bringing out, um, you know, folks to speak from the heart? And for well, me, you've got you've got this. Uh, Nellis is it N I E L S D U I N K E R, Pigeonport, yes, Tennessee. Yeah. That's that's the world record holder for doing all the juggling, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'd encourage people to take a look at that one. He's a very young guy. Um, yeah. You can see, yeah. and you know, um, you say as your tagline, podcasting from Portland East to Portland West, from Big Pine Key to Pacific Beach, from San Juan to Guam. It is all across America, but you know, as soon as you put this out here, that you have an international market because all <laughs> they have to do is go across America.net. And that is the, that is the site people. It's yeah. all across America.net. I'd yeah. welcome you to go there can Please. see the podcast you obviously can get it on spotify and apple podcasts and google podcasts and youtube but uh that is his website that you want to go to to do that and um what are some upcoming podcasts that you have scheduled that our listeners might want to know about with relation to maybe something really unique that you've got scheduled that's on the drawing board um, you know, I, I mentioned the last three that I had, um, which was the, the bison rancher, matchmaker, the, the juggler, um, looking to have a mentalist on. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if that works. And that is the, um, mental magic. Um, then I also have somebody a little bit closer to home. Um, you know, I did Greg Pittman, who is, um, uh, Mr. Florida and has written half dozen books on the state of Florida. So I said, you know, I, I should have somebody closer to home. So I've got, Somebody in a, uh, a similar vein for the state of Connecticut, my home state, who, who does pop culture, uh, would love to have the Texanist on, uh, who writes a, a, a monthly column in Texas Monthly, um, who would be uh, uh, Craig Pittman's um, and Mike Allen, who is a Connecticut pop culture person that would be their counterpart. Uh, so those are a, a few things coming up. But if anybody has suggestions, uh, you know, please, please let right. me know. Yeah, right. Right, Mark. Uh, you can reach out to him through the website uh, and give him your suggestions. Just it's it's the contact. You can have right. the about and the support us. And obviously, he's doing this all on his own nickel. So uh, he could he could use the support to keep it going. 
Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, much of your time is focused on fundraising. Yes. Speak with our listening audience about who you're working uh, with right now and associated with and the fundraising that you're doing and the cause that you're working for. Okay. Um, you know, I, as I mentioned, I've worked for a couple of universities, um, uh, NRDC, Natural Resources Defense Council, which is an environmental group based in New York City, which works on policy and advocacy. Um, and I, I've been in the humanitarian sector for the last few years, and they work specifically with legacy giving. Um, and those are folks that are interested in leaving um, a, a cause in their will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of you know, higher net worth people that are capable of making larger outright gifts today. Um, but we talk about the millionaire next door who could be, you know, one of your listeners that, um, you know, lives in a home that is really accrued in value over the last couple of decades, you know, may not have children. And in making that ultimate gift at their end of their life could be a very large and significant gift to organizations they support, mm-hmm. whether that's um, their local library or whether that's, um, you know, humanitarian causes. Um, and so, you know, I've had the pleasure of just meeting with folks who are really the millionaire next door who are just regular folks like you and I who, um, you know, are, are thrifty and have been careful in how they've spent their money and, are charitable and are really considering leaving something to to a cause that is is dear to them. And what I, if somebody's interested, Mark? I know here and and I've done a lot of the same work you're doing, but yes. sometimes people don't know. So obviously, most communities have a uh, we have one called the San Diego Foundation, sure. And so it's this aggregate that basically says we divide the money up. We'll give some to the red cross. We'll give somebody, we'll give some money over here. We'll give some money there and there. What is your, what is your um, uh, take on that? Um, Because I think a lot of times they don't maybe have one particular passion, um, but if they went to a foundation like that, they could literally talk with somebody and get an insight as to what percentages would go where and where it might go and so on. Are you favorable of that kind of, Approach? Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I'm less familiar with the community foundations, but there are, you know, across the country are foundations from, you know, the Coastal Carolina Foundation in Charleston, uh, you know, to, to you know, foundations in the San Diego area to, you know, here in Fairfield County, Connecticut. Um, my recommendation in terms of giving for folks that are charitable is to give locally and to give nationally or internationally. So um, whether that is to, you know, a, a local, you know, religious institution or a library or a local food pantry, but then also to think more globally and to consider giving to, you know, a global or national humanitarian group or environmental group or, or, or wherever your passion lies. And if you're having difficulty, you know, there is that community foundation route which you had had mentioned as well yeah i think sometimes it it sparks in people uh some an interest to uh, try and figure out what to do right um and and they learn from community foundations what is actually available to them in other words right it gives them an education to go and meet with somebody um well as far as the podcast is concerned it sounds like you've got the growth it's on the run 
you've got a lot of different people you're going to interview this this gentleman from Florida and maybe a guy from Texas. Uh, yes. You're you're now trying to secure. But Mark is saying, hey, look, if you have somebody, if you're listening to my podcast today and you have somebody who has a, a unique interest or profile, right. uh, please send Mark an email uh, and let him know about that. Uh, also, for anyone who's listening to this, maybe you yourself have that unique story and you'd like to reach out to Mark to be on his podcast all across America. Um, Mark, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, spending some time with me to just let the world know about all across America, about you as a person, the things that you're doing, your unique interests. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, and the interest to do this. And I want to thank our good friend, Mike McCafferty, who yes. always I always look to the connectors because um, I am one of those people that puts over the years probably thousands of people together to do things That's and you wonderful. never know what happens right um, and that is a bit of a unique talent you know when you when you use your intuition to think okay this guy ought to talk to this guy and right. let's see what happens right so. Um, and offline here, I have a referral for you that I'm going to give you to a guy in upstate New York. Okay. So, all right. Well, blessings to you. Thank you very much. Namaste. Thanks for being on Inside Personal Growth yes. for everybody. Um, Mark, tell me your other last name again so I don't use the real last name. <laughs> Liotti. Mark Liotti. Mark Liotti. Well, you're going to see when you go to his podcast, um, it's going to say Mark Vigliotti. Uh, but the reality is it's Mark Liotti is what he goes by all across America. It's www.allacrossamerica.net, all across America, not debt. We'll put the entry in for that, or in other words, into our blog. And so all of you can reach him. Uh, Mark, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you, Greg. And if and if I could leave you all with one thing is that, you know, thank you for making all those connections, Greg, and 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 um, bringing everybody uh, on board. And, you know, for me, just those personal connections and those relationships are so important. And I, you know, I hope you reach out to friends and family members um, that you haven't talked to in a while and just to check in and just to say hello. And, you know, we always talk about that, how difficult it is to make friends and, you know, the easiest friends to make are the ones that you already have. So, um, I'm sure there's somebody in your life, you know, again, whether it's a brother or a sister or a cousin or, you know, a, a friend from college, reach out, and make that connection. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so important that we have each other. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for saying that, actually, because it is uh, important during times of pandemic or not that we keep those relationships fresh and current. Um, And I think over the years, depending on what it is you do for a living, most of us come in contact with uh, a lot of people, uh, a a lot of people. And we don't really realize it until we put our hat on and start thinking about who we've actually spoken with or had an influence on or whatever. And the other, other thing is, and remember this from my listeners, that the people that show up to your memorial, when you pass, they, they've done this as a study of this. And I don't know where it is exactly, 
but it's pretty much predicated on the weather. So if it's a bad weather day, not as many people show up. <laughs> I thought you were going to have some great insight there. <laughs> so, so the reality is you might want to consider making those friends, whether they show up to your memorial or not. <laughs> right, right, right. Is that what we call a fair weather friend? Is that where that term comes from? I think it might. I think it might. But if it's yeah. real stormy outside and you're having a, they're having your memorial service on a snow day, you may not have as many people showing up. <laughs> and, and all the more reason to show up while we're living. So exactly, that was my point. That's my point. Show up while you can. So thanks, Mark. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for listening to this podcast on Inside Personal Growth. We appreciate your support. And for more information about new podcasts, please go to InsidePersonalGrowth.com or any of your favorite channels to listen to our podcast. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.